Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the major news, another deadly shooting at a high school, killing three students and injuring at least eight people. A shooting rampage at a Michigan high school. A 15-year-old fires a semi-automatic handgun more than a dozen times. We've recovered multiple shell casings in the school. The race against Omicron. Health officials scramble to find out if the new COVID variant is here in the U.S. Stocks tumble. The Dow drops amid the new warning from the chair of the Federal Reserve. Tonight, why former President Trump's chief of staff says he'll cooperate with the Democratic-led investigation into the January 6th assault. What it means for the 45th president. Explosive testimony at the Ghislaine Maxwell sex trafficking trial. Jeffrey Epstein's personal pilot says, under oath, he flew former presidents, Hollywood stars, and a prince on the convicted sex offender's private jet. Teacher shortage, the desperate measures some school districts are taking to deal with understaffing, like a principal stepping in as teacher and custodian. Our CBS News investigation. Could your kids be buying drugs on social media? How easy dangerous narcotics are to find? One family's story. It can be your kid. And after an incredible journey to the summit, what one seven-year-old wants us to know about never giving up. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with an all too familiar American tragedy, another deadly school shooting. It happened today at Oxford High School. That's just north of Detroit. Three students are dead, eight people wounded, including a teacher. The suspected gunman is in custody. He's 15 years old. And we are told at this hour not cooperating with authorities as they try to determine the motive for the attack. 
Well, before the pandemic, the U.S. was averaging about two dozen school shootings per year. Well, this year, there have been 28, including this latest one. Tonight, President Biden is reacting, saying his heart goes out to the families. CBS's Nancy Chen raced to the scene today and leads off our coverage in Oxford, Michigan. Good evening, Nancy. Nora, good evening to you. We're being kept about a half mile back from the scene right now as police get ready to search the suspected shooter's home. The FBI is also here sifting through surveillance video and social media as investigators look into a motive behind today's tragedy. The first of more than 100 911 calls came in just before 1 p.m. An active shooter at Oxford High School. SWAT team members rushed to the school where authorities found 11 people shot. Two are in surgery, six are in stable condition. There are a total of 11, three dead, eight shot. Within five minutes of the first call, deputies confronted the 15-year-old suspect who surrendered. We've recovered multiple shell casings in the school. We're thinking, you know, 15 to 20 shots that were fired. Police say the shooter had several magazines and appears to have acted alone. Students were evacuated through the snow to a nearby supermarket parking lot. I have seen him around the school and he's like, he's a kid, you know, he's a regular kid that goes to school, you know. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer called it every parent's worst nightmare. My heart goes out to the families. This is an unimaginable tragedy. The youngest student killed was just 14 years old. And tonight, the suspected shooter is refusing to talk and has asked for an attorney. The sheriff's department says he could be tried and charged as an adult, Nora. Nancy Chen with that breaking news. Thank you, Nancy. We want to turn now to the COVID pandemic. The head of the Federal Reserve said today that the new variant, Omicron, could throw a wrench into America's economic recovery, slowing hiring and hampering the fight against inflation. Well, that sent shockwaves through Wall Street. The Dow fell more than 600 points. That's a loss of nearly 2 percent. More than 200 cases of the new variant have turned up in 20 countries. We get more now from CBS's Errol Barnett. Even before Omicron cases are confirmed in the U.S., tonight researchers are preparing for its arrival, racing to analyze the strength of the arsenal to fight it. Today, Moderna's CEO told the Financial Times there is no world where his company's vaccine has the same level of effectiveness against Omicron as it does with the Delta variant. And Regeneron, makers of an antibody treatment that can reduce risk of hospitalization and death by 70% in high-risk patients, says early evidence shows it is less effective against Omicron and may need to be updated. Meanwhile, the U.S. is stepping up its surveillance system for tracking new coronavirus variants. We are now sequencing approximately 80,000 samples per week, about one in every seven PCR positive cases, and that's more than any other country. Currently testing antibody response against the new variant is Dr. David Ho of Columbia University. We suspect that there will be uh, a significant amount of loss in activity. The antibodies that have been elicited by the current vaccine may have worked very well against the original strain or even the Delta strain, but will work less well against Omicron. What does that mean for the amount of time it could now take to be protected against this strain? If the, the loss in vaccine efficacy were to be substantial, then companies will jump into action to make a new vaccine. Uh, that might require anywhere from three months on. There will be some delay. 
Also new tonight, the Washington Post reports that President Biden is considering implementing a testing rule for Americans returning from overseas travel, regardless of vaccination status. It could also include a requirement to self-quarantine for seven days, Nora, even if you test negative. All of that reminiscent of early uh, pandemic travel restrictions. Yeah, that's a significant development. Errol Barnett, thank you so much. Well, it was an emotional day at the sex trafficking trial of British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell. An accuser testified that Maxwell's boyfriend, Jeffrey Epstein, abused her when she was just 14. CBS's Mola Lenghi has graphic testimony from the federal courthouse in Manhattan. Taking the stand as Jane to protect her identity, the first alleged victim to testify in Ghislaine Maxwell's trial today said she was 14 and frozen in fear during her first sexual contact with Jeffrey Epstein. She said she'd met Epstein and Maxwell in 1994 while eating ice cream at a summer arts camp in Michigan, telling a packed courtroom that Maxwell befriended her, then would sometimes be in the room during sexual abuse that went on for years. She seemed very casual, like it was normal, she said, with Maxwell just a few feet away at the defense table. But it did not seem normal to me. Jane fought back tears when she described flying from her home in Palm Beach to New Mexico, where she saw Maxwell and was told Epstein wanted to see her. I felt my heart sinking into my stomach, she said, her voice cracking, because I didn't want to see him. Maxwell is charged with grooming underage girls to be sexually abused by Epstein. She denies the charges. Maxwell's attorneys have sought to portray Jane as someone merely out to collect money from Epstein's Victims Fund. Earlier today, Epstein's longtime pilot, Lawrence Viskoski Jr., testified he flew powerful and famous men on Epstein's private plane, including Prince Andrew, Kevin Spacey, Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. He said he never witnessed any sexual activity. Viskoski also testified Epstein introduced him to a young woman as they once boarded, since identified as Jane. He described her as a mature woman. She was a teenager at the time. And Mola Lenghi joins us now from outside the courthouse. So Mola, I know you heard Jane's testimony today. Take us inside the room. Well, Nora, you could hear the discomfort in her voice as she testified, the sighs and the deep breaths before answering questions, at times getting emotional uh, and often sounding deflated, uh, especially when she was recalling the more graphic details. The defense will continue their cross-examination of Jane tomorrow, Nora. Molalengi, thank you. And there's some breaking news that is just coming in tonight. CNN anchor Chris Cuomo has been suspended indefinitely pending an investigation into his involvement in the defense of his brother, then New York governor, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo was forced to resign because of multiple sexual misconduct allegations. And Cuomo's suspension comes a day after explosive documents released by New York's attorney general revealed he was more involved than previously known. In a statement tonight, CNN says his involvement raises serious questions. All right. There are several key developments in the investigation into the deadly assault on the U.S. Capitol. Lawyers for former President Donald Trump today tried to convince a panel of judges that Congress shouldn't get his records. The former president has ordered his staff not to cooperate, but his chief of staff today made a different decision. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. A showdown in the courtroom today as lawyers for the former president tried to stop the release of his call records and handwritten notes from January 6th. The judges sounded skeptical of the president's claim of executive privilege. This all boils down to who decides. Why should the former president be the one to make that determination? The Trump legal team suggested each document could be reviewed individually. The judges were not moved. Please stop. 
pissed up. What we have seen from uh, the former occupant of the White House time and time again is is the delay. January 6th committee member, California Congressman Pete Aguilar, said the documents could shed light on new reports. Mr. Trump spent the hours before the Capitol attack working the phones, talking to advisors about ways to stop the certification of President Biden's election. This was a key focus. Uh, on the president's uh, mind at the time. And and he was working with his team in order to uh, try to thwart uh, the certification of those ballots. Former Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows agreed today to cooperate with the committee after snubbing the panel for months. No one in the West Wing uh, had any knowledge that anything uh, like what happened on January 6th was going to happen. His change of heart comes after former Trump advisor Steve Bannon was charged with criminal contempt for refusing to cooperate. Another possible factor in Meadows' decision tomorrow, the committee is set to decide whether to seek a contempt charge against Jeffrey Clark. Clark is a former DOJ official from the Trump era who has not cooperated with the committee so far. Today, the former president called the committee rigged. Nora? Sounds like things are heating up. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Well, tonight we're taking a look at some of the desperate measures that school districts are taking as they deal with severe staff shortages. The Labor Department says in September, get this, 30,000 public school teachers resigned. We get more on America's school staffing crisis from CBS's Janet Shamlin. Let's line up, guys. So glad you're here. Gail Ortiz often supervises recess at Denver's Barnum Elementary School. It's not her only responsibility. I am principal, assistant principal, teacher, paraprofessional. I cover classes, lunch recess duty. I do everything that needs to be done. And in third grade, Grace Signs is leading class. I need you guys to write the day in your blue notebooks, please. She usually works in the district's main office. In the Denver district, Superintendent Alex Marrero tells us everyone is doing multiple jobs. It's in droves that we're having absences. The pool of substitutes has plummeted amid COVID fears from 1,200 to just 375. Not enough to cover those out due to stress and illness. It's not just here in Denver. Burnout is fueling shortages of teachers and staff, like bus drivers and cafeteria workers, in schools all across the country. Principal Joseph Uwe vacuums his Las Vegas elementary because he's short on cleaning staff. He's also teaching. Yes. On top of the tens column, right? Mentally, physically. Emotionally, uh, it's draining. Good morning. The upcoming Christmas holiday will offer a few days rest, but it's simple math. Most of the academic year is still ahead. How are you going to make it through the rest of the school year? We're going to do what we have to do. We have to put our students first. Say good morning. Good morning. Disrupting the return to normal. Shortages that will likely outlast the pandemic. Janet Shamley on CBS News, Denver. And we want to turn now to a CBS News investigation into the booming sales of illegal drugs on social media. We found that teens can easily get their hands on narcotics, including fake fentanyl pills, and the consequences can be deadly. The U.S. for the first time just had more than 100,000 fatal overdoses in a 12-month period. CBS's Tom Hansen has our investigation. Chase was wise. 
beyond his years. He was passionate. He was curious. Last winter, Megan McIntosh found her 18-year-old son Chase unconscious after experimenting with pills. She turned to his Snapchat account for answers. Big bags of pills, mushrooms. I felt really helpless when I saw how prevalent it was. Just over one month later, he died, likely from a fake pill laced with fentanyl from an unknown source. If you could talk to Chase today, Mm. what would you say to him? Oh, I love you. You have no idea how much I love you. I think social media can be great, but it also has a really dark side to it. Kathleen Miles, with the Center on Illicit Networks and Transnational Organized Crime, says the drug trade is booming on social media. And with fentanyl in high circulation, the risks are often deadly. If I'm starting a new account and I'm a teenager, how many degrees away from a drug dealer am I? In my experience, two. CBS News asked Miles to create two fake profiles across Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok, claiming they were 18, but publicly identifying as high school students. One was actively searching for drugs. I just messaged, hey, do you have Xanax? And within just 48 hours, found an apparent dealer. The second account used different hashtags like depression, sad, anxiety. While all three platforms provided some mental health resources, Posts about marijuana and cigarettes also appeared on Instagram. By the third day on Instagram, we were fully immersed into drug culture. Who bears the responsibility? It's the tech companies. Since they aren't liable, they're not creating the guardrails needed to keep our kids safe. Guardrails that McIntosh says need to start at home. It was my kid, and it's going to happen to someone else's kid. If you can approach your kid in this kind of like soul way, like let's have an honest conversation about why, how, and what we need to do as a family to keep you safe. Now, Snapchat told us they are determined to do their part to eradicate drug sales. Instagram told us they will continue making improvements to keep young people safe. And TikTok says nearly 96% of drug-related videos are removed from their platforms. Nora, all three companies say they are using technology to actively remove this content. Tom Hansen was such an important investigation. Thank you. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, this was pretty interesting. Today's scheduled spacewalk outside the International Space Station was postponed until Thursday due to the danger of flying space junk. Two astronauts were set to replace a broken antenna, but NASA said the risk of being struck by debris was too high. This was actually the first time a spacewalk was canceled because of the threat of space junk. All right, Tiger Woods held his first press conference today since he was seriously injured in a car crash in February. He said there was the chance that he could have lost his leg. 
I'm lucky to be alive, but also still had the limb. Um, that those are two crucial things, you know. Um, so I'm I'm very very grateful that uh, someone upstairs was was taking care of me. Well, Wood said his recovery is slow, but it is going well. All right, now we have the story of what you might call an up-and-coming rock star. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. Under that red helmet... I grabbed that hold. ...is seven-year-old Marina Vassarelli Chin, summiting Wyoming's 14,000-foot peak Grand Teton. The hardest part of the climb was looking down at the, over the edge because it's such a big mountain. It's an ambitious goal, but she's a chip off the old rock. Nice. It was her idea. She's like, I want to climb the Grand. We first met Marina's dad. Oh, man. That was really good. <laughs> Professional mountaineer and photographer Jimmy Chin for CBS Sunday Morning. He and his wife, Chai Vassarelli, directed the Academy Award-winning documentary, Free Solo. I'm scared. Their advice was to take it one step at a time. With a little encouragement, nice. she kept going. I didn't want to put a whole lot of pressure on her, so I was like, you can always just turn around whenever you want. At one point, we almost turned back. And then what happened? And then Dad found the warm spot, and I took a nap. Despite an 18-hour day to the summit and back, Marina didn't stop smiling. That's the top. Her best advice goes beyond climbing. When you're about to give up, maybe all you really need is a quick nap. <laughs> Lilia Luciano, CBS News, Los Angeles. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News Supreme Court showdown, women's abortion rights face the most serious challenge in decades. Well, we will have extensive coverage. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. I've been a reporter for more than three decades, and along the way, I've been talking to myself in notebooks I've carried in my back pocket. They've captured thoughts about life, parenthood, death, friendship, and more. I'm John Dickerson, and I'd like you to join me in figuring out what these 30 years of notebooks mean in my new podcast, Naval Gazing. Each episode, we dig through the piles of notebooks that I've been collecting, and from their entries, try to sort out what makes a life. This collection of audio essays is available wherever you get your podcasts.